0: Now here is your host. I wanted to take a moment though, to reflect on this. With working with yourself, your team, Chris DeYoung, Brianne behind the scenes, Do wrote a couple articles that are coming out this week. Very excited about those. The conversation was never about sponsorship. It wasn't about ROI, it wasn't about CPM. It was about the impact that we can have on the people who dedicate themselves to feeding their community. Why is that the approach that Seven Shifts is taking—it's different. It's easy for you to just throw money at sponsorships and look for a return on investment and look for, you know, new sign-ons of clients. But this is a very different approach. Why is it important to you? It's important to us because we we target and we work with like um, restaurant operators as our as our core business. And the fact is, if restaurants aren't successful, you know we aren't successful. These people that get into this world, it's almost like they're running a startup for the rest of their life. It seems that yes. like they're just always going as if we're not giving operators back time in their day to spend time with their kids, with their families, um, then like, what are we really doing? Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. So I think especially in the pandemic where, you know, people are reflecting on how they spend their time a little bit more, um, that it just means it's its even more important now than it, than it ever was. Yeah, saw the struggles of my family members, uh, just like kind of working nonstop in these in these realms, and really not, you know, like had, they had to stress a lot about the the, the kind of hiring, the, the getting the right people in the door, um, you know, paying rent, making sales, like all this stuff was kind of like it was a burden. Like it was, it, it, there were definitely times where it was, you know, I got to see all the exciting things, and I got to eat all the free food. But you don't think about, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the 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 weight that my dad and my grandparents had to carry as operators, and so yeah, watching him, uh, my dad's schedule and manage folks was kind of the 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 starting of how I could think of helping him solve this problem. It, it just didn't seem efficient, um, given that his time could be spent spent elsewhere. So that's kind of really where it started, but. Um, yeah, uh, looking back now, I, I can just see glimpses of like, I just see him at his desk going like this, you know, just, you know, I, I can't imagine all the things running through his head now that I know so more, much more about the industry from working with operators. So so while we obviously provide uh, tools to help, to help operators operate in a more efficient manner, I think it's really important to understand that it's about, it's kind of, a, it's I always almost see it as a teeter-totter. You have to kind of fulfill the employee and the operator. How do we help restaurants from the moment someone is hired to them being trained once they're hired and, and scheduled? Obviously, as as part of that training, um, you know, after they work their shifts, they're paid using a typically a payroll company, and then they're effectively retained until they quit or are terminated. There's so much more that people are discovering as it relates to improving the hiring process to get the right people in the right seats, and then the retention side is something that's. I think incredibly important around how do you keep that person for as long as possible if they are truly a fit Uh, because i think too often we think of this industry as like just a revolving door and hey i'm just gonna go to the resume stack and get like a new person and you know it's fine like you know they're they're young and they're gonna go elsewhere but like i just think the mentality can change a little bit in terms of how you approach the type of person you need and and how you nurture them and potentially set them up a little bit more longer term thinking of them as just like a revolving door. So the the problem that Jensen was talking about is um, something that we set out to try and solve, which was like, turnover is incredibly high in this industry. How do we have, how do we engage with our people a little bit more? How do we keep a pulse on our people and try to align with some of their goals with, you know, hopefully the business goals as well. And so I think it's, you know, it's undervalued, I think, um, to a degree where people kind of play this like churn and burn game with employees. Yeah. And it depends on the type of employee that you're trying to attract and, and the reputation that, and the brand you want to have. The way I think about it is like, what what are these people excited about? Is it Is it just kind of like a part-time job for them? And you and them may both agree that like, hey, this is just for a few months and that's great. But if, if that person is like, hey, I want to really you know understand this industry, I want to learn this business. I wanna like sink my teeth in a little bit more. It might change how you um, interact with this individual and it might change the type of work you give them to take on. You might see the passion and you might give them a little rope and they might take even more. I think just consistently communicating and just saying like, you know, how is the shift today? How, how are things? And, you know, try to ensure that you're um, kind of eliciting uh, true responses from these folks and um, making sure that you're keeping on top of it. Cause the last thing you want, especially as you get bigger is you're getting ready for for like the busy season and like, I don't know, a bunch of people just like quit on you <laughs> and you had no idea. And now you're like left back filling. So I think really technology aside for a second, you just want to have a good pulse on how things are going. Something that my dad always did with, with us as employees and everyone else, he just kind of like did monthly check-ins. He was like, Hey, I just want to Understand like, how are you liking things here? Anything we can improve upon? Like what's what's really not working? Um, and what are you enjoying? You might find out like, man, like I don't understand why we do this, 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 and it just seems so inefficient. And you're like, oh, like interesting. And you're taking notes and you fix those things. And like that person is super, they're, they're, they're now ex- more excited to go to work because so they don't have to do something super repetitive that could have been solved and in, in, through just talking it through and figuring out operationally how it can be better. And I think it's underrated. And I think people are, are potentially undervalued a little bit in terms of their opinion on how things can be a little bit better in a business. They're the ones that are kind of like on the front lines every day too. And, and they're gonna see things in a different light that you may not see. So it's important that you get that feedback from them too. And I think might be helpful that we did as a company is we called it like our, like what, is, what does the next 10 years look like? And we just had bullet points on what it looks like. You can do it within the say of like the next five years. And you know, some of the things that we pulled out was like household name for restaurants and like world-class culture. And like we had these things of like, what do we want to be like? Just, just qualitative things. It doesn't have to be X amount. It's it, The purpose is not your X amount in revenue and you have X amount of like whatever. It's just like, how do you want to make people feel as like a business in the next five years? Um, and it, it could be like, hey, you're, you're, some people call it a big, hairy, audacious goal, a BHAG something that you can kind of like say, here's like my, my metric goal. And then here's my like thematic goal of like where the themes that I want to build around of what I want my, my business to look like in the next several years. And it just helps working backwards to that of like, how am I going to get there? Um, because if you don't do that, you're just, you're just playing in the weeds every day and you'll never take your head out. Props to you for taking a dive and the plunge to, to get into this business. It is not an easy business, and I have so much respect for people that, that go through this. And um, it's going to be hard, and it's going to be super challenging. But like, you know, I think remembering that you're doing this because it's something that, you know, it's it's going it's going to be fulfilling. You know, there's going to be there's if you if you don't come back at the end of the day and you're not fulfilled, um, you know, I think that that that's another problem. But like, through all the hardship that I witnessed through our, my parents building it and even building seven shifts, is it was hard, but I was always fulfilled. It was hard, but I loved it. It's just like, you need to to have that combo. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.